0: Hey guys, this is Roly V from AVAT, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire.
1: All right, everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, here, and today I am with Roly Velasquez. Man, it's an honor. Thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Now, Rolly, this is an important yet exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at AVAT, now I'm saying that name correctly, with the release of your latest music video with that single that dropped the summer title, Mirages, uh, on Apocalypse Records. And I just want to start things off by commending you and all of the well-deserved recognition this has been getting so far. I mean, shout out to the other revered publications like Outburn and Revolver Mag, to name a few, who have praised your work as of late. And there's just so much to... Unravel about these collections of songs That you guys have written And who you're all about But before we get to all that And beyond And we talked about it before the interview started Now there seems to be kind of a light At the end of this long tunnel we've been in I can't help but ask, man How are you holding up? How has life been in Florida for the last seven months? If you can even sum it
0: up to just a a few words (laughs) It's tough, man Uh, Thank you first You know, thank you for having me on the show I do appreciate it uh, I, I didn't get a moment to catch, uh, you know, your name or what you'd like to be called. Oh, Sonny. Sonny. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, because we were having a discussion there about football before the conversation. We didn't even but... introduce ourselves. So people <laughs> who don't know, we were, talk- we were literally talking about the NFL and he was,
1: he, he's, he's wearing a Miami Hurricanes jersey right now and he had the Dolphins logo on the back. So we're like, all right, uh, I'm a Giants fan. I'm, I'm sure all my listeners know that. They're like, all right, here we go again. But that's what we were talking about before we started. But yes, Rolly, yes, that is my name. That is my real name. All right, that Sonny, well,
0: Sonny, it is definitely a privilege to be on your show. Thank you so much for having me. And, uh, I mean, could you rephrase the question? Just let me know one more time. Yeah, how are you? <laughs> I am fucking good, man. I, I am uh, doing excellent these days. It's been tough, you know, just being um, a musician overall. Uh, it's... Um, it's definitely a different uh, animal in trying to keep up with your fans uh, digitally, you know, trying to get that content rolling, especially in my life. Like I, I lead a pretty, pretty busy lifestyle. Um, I'm actually a graphic designer web, web guy, you know, by trade. Awesome. Uh, and I do that during the day just to keep the, you know, the lights on and keep the music flowing, you know, but um, I keep, I uh, I keep looking at you know things for inspiration, but you know the fans really have come full circle. Like we've we've got a lot of great response from over in Europe, South America, and uh, you know even here in the states. You know, um, Texas. You know, we were featured on <laughs> we were featured on um, on the um, on the festival for Slay at Home from Metal Injection. That's and right. That yeah. was a treat. You know, trying to get a, the opportunity to to touch base with those fans, and that was pretty stellar um definitely for me the challenge is creating content right so um i've just really been squirreled away in my house just kind of like working on the next big thing so um the boys have just been steadily giving me tracks here and there to kind of look forward to i'm digging online for inspiration and i write my own things you know here and there and i just kind of feed them back you know just you know little by little And, and that's that's been the uh I guess the journey, right? Yeah.
1: And 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 staying busy during this time is definitely an easier said than done process. Now, Rolly, you're talking about things that you're you're busy with, right? Now, for anyone who doesn't know, AVAT stands for a victim, a target. Now, what I want to do with that, I want to wind the clock back to maybe just to, just several years back to 2015 because again, for fans and listeners who may not know Roley, if you could just briefly talk about that moment in your life that led to the forming of AVAT with Jonathan, Dimitri, Kevin and Romulo into who you guys are today. I mean, does it feel like everything
0: also went by in a blink at the same time? Yeah, it definitely does. You know, I mean, when I look back, I and I've seen all of not just you know members come and go, but of friends, dear friends that that have realized that they couldn't be at a certain level that they wanted to, you know, kind of help us partake in. Um, we realized how serious we are as a band and we started to look elsewhere for, you know, support. So Mm -hmm. we reached out to some good friends of ours who um, were able to found the new record label under the guise and management of Intercat, uh, Apocalypse Records. And that has been a blessing, man, to be honest, because uh, all of those friends have played their part uh, in the creation of the band. But now, you know, thinking back on everything, it has been monumental, you know, in, in, you think of every little stone that goes into building this, um, every single little part of the equation just, you know, continues to, I want to say, build upon the next, you know, and uh, it's refreshing to be able to have that kind of foundation because um, this has been a labor of love, you know, um you know Jonathan would be able to tell you this uh Dimitri would be able to tell you this and uh I'm pretty much the only original member of the band that's left uh Jonathan would be the first bass player outside of myself um uh, that uh came into the band but uh you know I I don't play eloquently enough that uh that I would be able to take over John's job but John is a beast in, in of itself and he's a phenomenal guitarist as well so the guys just continue to feed off of each other and, and continue to build upon what we hope to build a legacy, you know?
1: Yeah. And, uh, I did mention 2015 now, whether it's with AVAT or even handgun romance, I'll even throw that in there. You know, Roli, oh, you, man. you, <laughs> you've been at this for a while. Dude. You have done your homework. Uh, you've been at this for a while. So I, I, I do begin to think everything that you're telling me up to this point, you know, uh, what is it about the touring life, right? You talk about the touring life, like getting away. We're so removed from that experience. Like I, I technically went to my first concert last week and I just, I felt so, I don't know. I don't know. It was really hard to handle myself. Like, what do I do with myself? I'm at a show again where it was my home before this whole pandemic started, but you've done some touring throughout your career already. You know, uh, what is about performing live really that you love the most, maybe even have missed the most. Do you have a newfound appreciation about it now? Cause we've, you know, like I said, we've been forced to take this unexpected step
0: back. Absolutely. And You know, I just want to voice the opinion of that. You know, the health of everyone is paramount, right? Yeah. Uh, And I think that's that's at the forefront of all this. When you really think about what touring means, it means getting up on stage, connecting with your fans, uh, listening to their feedback, uh, being able to play things that you would, you know, that in the studio you don't know exactly how they're going to come across to your fan base. And I mean, we've toured a a little bit here and there, but it it's always a pleasure to hear the songs sung back at you. So that's always refreshing. And you know, you mentioned handgun, and that's that wow, that is a blast from the past. Yeah. But even back then, like, you know, you still have that admiration that you look for. You feed off of that. It gives you energy and it helps you write that next song because when when they're inspiring you in that way, you're really thinking on man, I don't want to let these people down because they really look up to you and they're looking for that next word of encouragement, or they're looking to connect with you on that on that level. You know what I mean? And I think our songs really touch base on a lot of different subjects, but um, you know, that relational level, I think that really is what sets us apart. So when I see people connect in that sort of way that's what really does it for me on the touring level, because I want to make sure that I'm making people happy as well as myself, you know, and I try and be as selfless as possible. Although it's hard not to be selfish on some things. um, I'm always looking out for the next guy, you know, and and that's just me. That's, that's just who I am. I have a big heart. Uh, I've been told that many times and that's, that's just something that I try and come across on lyrically um, and think about the way I deliver these lyrics, because I have a huge responsibility on that, you know? Yeah. Um, the way that people interpret things and whatnot, you know, I, I constantly pay attention to that. And I, sometimes I kill myself over saying something and I'm like, maybe that's not the best way to say that. You know what oh, I mean?
1: I, yeah. I've definitely been there.
0: <laughs> so I'll, I'll go to the drawing board and I'll rewrite things a couple times just to make sure that I'm giving the right, Um, I guess theme or the right uh, feel to a song.
1: Do you ever go back and listen to your old uh, handgun romance songs at any point?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. I wonder about that. Even just
1: like a live footage of you guys performing. Do you ever look at yourself like, man, look at me? Like, I I wish I could have done this. Like, it just things like that kind of start to you know get into your head as you see yourself how you grew up and performing the way you did and the way you wrote your songs. I don't know. A lot of things start to really. You know,
0: I mean, you think about the, the bands that, that we shared the stage with, Devil, Devil Wars Prada, you know, <laughs> we we had, um, you know, a handful of experiences just opening up for larger bands. And you think about those moments and growing from them. Um, I definitely grew from them because I'm definitely not the same individual as I was writing back then, because I wrote more metaphorically. I didn't really pay attention to the lyrics um and i wrote straight from the heart
1: Hmm.
0: and i i tend to be one that kind of like freestyles and then writes down what i'm freestyling and then i'll try and make it fit to what the song is about so um trying to walk away from that and kind of transform that into a different beast has definitely been uh monumental to uh, to our success as a that um You know writing songs like together we fall you know and you know even brenna uh, our first release that they're completely they're worlds apart than what i used to write um which is great because i i'm happy to see that i am dynamic and i am i am able to to kind of navigate that frontier and continue to grow on that that just gives me hope that the next thing that i write is going to be different and the next thing that I read beyond that is going to be all that much more special.
1: Yeah. And uh, I want to talk about the songs here in a second, because there's, there's a you guys have put some bangers out uh, within this last year. Now, before I dive into all that and beyond, you know, I, I want to get your take on this, Rolly, because you, we, we talked we're touching on touring, right? Your life during touring, the way you guys presented yourself on stage, the energy you feed from the crowd. We've had many artists come on iuf like you know atreyu and august burns red devin towns and trivium even they talked about their experiences on you know selling virtual tickets to the fans and they would pre-record a show or live stream a show i think code orange was one of the first bands to do it i remember that first week the pandemic came out they did that show in that empty venue i don't know if you remember that and they streamed it for people, yeah, who that, a big people. Deal. That, that was uh, and now having said that I, I wanted to i wanted to see because with the amount of touring you've done with the amount of bands you played with the, the venues you planted, do you think what we all saw during the rise of the quarantine induced live streaming, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward through your perspective? Like, do you still see bands doing something like this? Even once we enter 2022 and beyond.
0: I mean, um, I think there was something that was shown to me for bullet, uh, bullet for my Valentine. Hmm that they kind of did this kind of like 3d camera experience on some app there, uh, a while back. And I was like, damn, that would be really cool to do during the quarantine. And then you have, you know, people like code Orange coming out and just like banging it out, you know? So (laughs) to see that, I was like, well, I'm not the first one. Well, that, I mean, not that that matters, uh, to be the first, but, um, to definitely at least support that architecture, I would say we're we're not there yet hmm. think about it on the vr sense and that you know that's where we're headed that technology is only going to get better i don't think it's going to detract that all from the physical experience because as i said it before the physical experience brings you that raw emotion that connectivity with your brethren your yeah. you know your sisters and brothers at hand and you're just you're connecting with people that you don't have any clue about dude i mean you're you're getting in this crowd and you're looking around you there's another thousand people that are thinking the same fucking thing as you and you're all at that level it's like the same wavelength and you're like whoa dude and you're just you're in a zen state almost, oh, yeah. you know and i think it's almost sort of a natural high that you get when you're in that crowd you're never going to be able to replicate that on a singular level, no matter how cool the VR experience, no matter how much graphical interface you put, you know, that's never going to bring the live experience. Um, I mean, unless you had another hundred people around you in the same room doing the same VR experience, you know what I mean? Hey, it's cool but to watch your own then, room, right? Like, it's really cool exactly. to do that. But
1: like, I feel like you hit that barrier. Like, okay, we did the live streaming. How much more creative, creative can we get? I, you know, uh, a week ago we had Tesseract on the show in Tesseract they, you know, they're one, they're like one of the prog heavy hitters out there, but they did this live streaming last year. And now they're putting it out on Blu-ray. It was one of the best live streamings I've seen. And even then they're saying, you know what? Doesn't matter what happens. Nothing can take away from the live experience because dude, probably we love metal because of, you know, the atmosphere that's there when you're live, we're not, you know, it's cool to do this. Obviously I, mean, I love doing these interviews yeah. in person. That's what we prefer. You know, that's the, that's, what i believe one of the things that sets metal apart from so many other genres out there in the world but i'm one of million millions of fans out there but that's just my opinion i don't know if you feel the same way but there's a there's a there's just a different theatrical aspect for heavy metal music you
0: just said it that state of zen that you're in absolutely there's no replication for that um you know and as cool as the vr experiences and the video experiences and listening in from anywhere in the world that's only going to add to the live setting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, you'll have special experiences like the Metallica thing, you know, I went to that. Kind of, I went to that right? last like, year. I mean, exactly a year cool ago, dude, it was, so, you know, it was so wild. <laughs> so like, I mean, when you get to that kind of, you know, front, you can have the local show and you can also live stream for those who aren't able to attend, you know? And I think just, yeah, just that true. is an extra, uh, facet to the mm-hmm. industry for us to be able to have and connect with fans because i think that's important you know what i mean yeah um right. and i don't think that'll ever detract to to the fan base and say that oh man nah, i already saw them on facebook or i already saw them on on fucking like, you know tiktok or whatever and you're describing people i know more. personally <laughs> they're gonna want to go to the show more because they're gonna be like oh man fuck, I wish I was there. I wish I was there. How many times have you said something to a friend and said, man, I was at that concert. Damn, I wish I was there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a completely another level and you'll never be able to touch that.
1: And something I'm going to point out is, uh, well, first thing is that I've had so many talented people like yourself come on here and tell me, yeah, I would love to do live streaming. It gives me a chance to engage with my fans. And some artists will say, I'm not doing shit until all this is over. You know, there's always that uncertainty (laughs) going forward. But what I want to point out is I actually have uh, certain people I know who purposely don't go to shows because now here's this is something that's important, I believe, especially at a time like 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 now is, you know, social anxiety, you know, uh, mental health, you know, they don't go to those places because they have that anxiety of not being around big crowds. So Mm -hmm. with live streaming, that actually benefits someone like them where they can actually tune in, you know, where they wouldn't be able to tune in person. So that's, that's always another thing to talk about. I mean, I, I feel like that venue, if we were to explore that rabbit hole further and further, we'll be able to find so many benefits to that. You know, obviously, you know, like I said, going back to my point is you can't replace metal with that, live experience you know i mean no i mean it, go, it goes with a lot of things but um now we talked about a lot of things already uh, i want to get to the songs but something that's something that you do i, I want to talk about this i don't know if this is still true you know staying busy during the pandemic is important right but with this time do you, you work for a marketing agency in south florida that provides direct support for small businesses is that still a thing or are you still doing that as an occupation
0: yeah. Yeah. I, uh, how I is that going? Yeah. It's tough, man. You know, um, I've been kind of trying to help design the whole flow of the department and whatnot. I have a couple of friends that were working on that together. Uh, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just building websites, you know, I try not yeah. to, uh, let it flood my life. Although I do love designing, you know, I've always been a, in some aspect. I've always been tra- uh, trying to stay creative, um, right. Early... And, the re- and, the, and the
1: reason I ask is because um I don't mean to interrupt you, but but the point of this yeah. is because it's really important to um so so I work I work for a company where we help small businesses, you know, like especially at a time like now. I don't know if you've seen has it impacted you as far as like getting getting yeah. jobs done and like you know seeing small businesses get affected by this whole worldwide situation we've been in, you know, kind of just take into that consideration when I ask that question because I know that's that's an important thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've done things like, you know, offer assistance to those that have been, you know, severely affected due to the virus and have lost staff have lost, you know, just their normal incoming revenue streams, you know, that we've tried to, you know, kind of uphold that and make that uh, (laughs) it's hard to turn that negative into a positive, but we try our best as possible. Uh, and we try to give as much support as possible because we're human, you know. Like, I would hate to be in the shoes of the other individual and just be like, mm-hmm. "Damn, I feel like there's no hope," you know. Yeah. You know, and I, I would hate to be on the other line with someone telling me that there there's no solution. You know, there's always a solution. There has to be some solution. There has to be some sort of humanity that a company gives back to the people, and that's what our department definitely prides ourselves in is just being real with the customer is saying hey you know this is possible this is not possible but maybe this is on another alternative you know even if it isn't with us you know what i mean maybe there might be something for them that that would work within their budget you know and and we try and be as as uh sensitive to that as possible Definitely. um but you know i have seen people lose their businesses and you know cancel services and whatnot and you know, I I can't speak too much on it, but it it really, it hurts the heart because I'm just, I, I'm the kind of person where I'm like, no, man, there has to be a solution. Even like if you cancel, there has to be a way for you to salvage this company, you know? So I'm like trying to give tips or maybe think outside the box for them, or maybe like, Hey, maybe if you did a rebranding, it might bring in more customers. You know what I mean? Maybe that might be where your best, you know, money is spent for the next, you know, several months. And and I always tried to point out, like, we're, uh, one of the things that I, I prided myself on is just staying in touch with the whole new situation and looking at what incentives there are uh, federally. So, like, I've always stated, like, hey, this incentive program is out there for you. This one's out there for you. This one's out there for you. Like, all the market exp- expenses that you do this year are covered. So, like, that's a tax write-off. Everything's a tax write-off. So, like, uh, and, and then there's, you know, there were all those programs to provide money to, you know, help salvage people's jobs, you know, by, you know, giving a loan to the company at a subsidized cost. So, like, all these kind of programs are out there, a lot of people don't know about them, man. Mm-hmm. And that hurts because like, you know, I mean, if it were me, I would be researching this kind of stuff just to stay afloat, but not everyone has the same mentality. So, with that respect, I'm just like, man, I need to be the educator. I need to put myself in a position to help these people because there's nobody else that's going to do it for them. So, I mean, if I have the power to, to do that and make that change, make that positive change in their in their life, have that outlook of positivity, I'm going to do I'm going to take that next step forward. And I think that's one of the things that my team uh, appreciates about me. So, you know, and, and not just in that regard, I also think about that within the band. So yeah. big heart, you know, I have to, man. I, <laughs> I don't know. It's like for me, that's all that makes sense to me. Hmm. So like, if it's something that is negative, I'm totally not about that lifestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I, I'm just like, I'm kind of like a guardian in a sense, you know, I'm like the Papa bear of, of things. So like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, you know, I, I kind of take that role and I take it very seriously. Uh, it is a responsibility of mine to be able to uphold that.
1: Yeah. Look at everything you just talked about, by the way. And we clocked in over five minutes on that topic alone, because the point of me asking you that question is because isn't it crazy, right? Like it's a year and a half ago. This technically wouldn't even be a question on a music interview, but considering what something like that has has had an impact on everyone individually no matter what your, your occupation is i think it's important because it really shows a side of that individual that you may not have explored before about yourself you know like i didn't i didn't know i'll be i'll be doing something like this a year and a half ago and we we <laughs> both of us you know thankfully we we both managed to make the best of a situation and, you know, help others, which I'm doing on the other end of all these things. And here we are connecting on what we love doing the most. It's, it's really weird. You start to, there's that, you know, day one, day two, day three, like, you know, it's like, uh, the point is like when 2020 starts, like, Oh man, all these big goals we have. And then you just kind of just run into this wall, not planned obviously, but it's like, it's really, again, that's another topic we could talk about for hours. And uh, and a lot of people can resonate with that. And, now, Rolly, uh, let's finally get to the music. We talked about everything except the music. Uh, good <laughs> Lord. Uh, Mirages, Apocalypse Records. Now, uh, I mentioned within this last year, you guys have dropped these serious bangers in that time frame. You know, I mentioned Faith in Flames, Dead or Alive, Together We Fall. Shout outs to uh, Brenna and Wolves. I mean, with these <laughs> songs that I'm talking about, there's this level of consistency. Now, uh, I do wonder about this. I don't know how much you can and cannot say could these songs serve as a sneak peek for a debut album down the road? Or are we just barely scratching the surface here? <laughs> you like covering your mouth
0: here. It's like, Oh God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. May because, I remind like, you?
1: May I remind you? This I'm is always music interview, this.
0: okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always impressed about this. And like, I, I, I completely get it. You know, everybody's hungry. Everybody's hungry and they want, they Bro, want I'm ready, stuff. man. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm totally for it. Um, It is, is it a precursor? Let me answer that first. Uh, I think the dynamics of what we have released so far don't even scratch the surface. Oh my goodness gracious. I think think we're capable of so much more and we, and I've gone on record to say this, that we try not to pigeonhole ourselves into Mm. one specific area of metal. And we're always looking to push the envelope and that is paying major respects to the things that we've already done because like some of these songs, they may be original in a sense, but they pull from certain elements. So I want to pay a lot of respect to those elements, like the metalcore core genres and, and, and others. Um, I think what we're looking for is the next big thing mm-hmm. and we're working on, I just have to say home fire ass material right now. That is, I mean, I'm excited for, um, we're writing day and night, thinking about the next one and the next one. And, you know, we're, we're happy to say that, you know, we'll have something solid very soon. Uh, I don't know if it'll be by the end of the year, uh, just because of logistics, Right. Uh, We want to make sure that everything is of quality, that if we put something out there that is is unexpected, uh, that we can go out there and say, hey, this is definitely a that. You know what I mean? We don't want to sound like anybody else. And I, I just it's hard to say that I want it to be well received because I think everybody wants it to be well received. But I, I want it to resonate with people, no matter if it's a positive or a negative thing. Mm-hmm. I want people to think and be like, I hate that because they did this. Or I love that because they did that. You get people you know?
1: talking. That's the point.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, we're, we're not done. We're definitely not done. We're just, we're. I mean, we're fucking infants at this nah. stage, you know, and we're excited to to get out there. Um, there are just so many juggernauts that we would be honored to even share the stage with. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, yeah,
1: I want to help you with that too. Like I said, like, get you guys a show, get you shows, just a few shows here in Texas uh, down the road, but. Um,
0: that would be great, man. We're definitely for it. So. Uh,
1: can I say something? I'm like, I'm like rocking back and forth because I'm going to, I'm going to put this out there. You talking about, uh, okay, get people talking. So I, I, I mentioned this a lot with my guests because it, it it, it, the way it correlates. I went to film school for 3 years, so I'm a cool. huge movie buff if you want to get into that obviously, but awesome. like with movies I, took I
0: cinematography myself, so bro, I'm all ready. right, man. Dude, we, <laughs> we
1: got to link up. So here's the thing. Well, I m- the way I gauge my movies, my favorite movies and this is pertaining to your music is when a movie gets people talking, doesn't it? When when there's discourse, that's a good thing for me because it gets people on both sides of the spectrum on 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 their opinions. Oh, they should have done this. No, I agree with this. Uh, Christopher, uh, uh, Chris, Chris Nolan's Tenet, for example, you know, that movie is so polarizing, but I absolutely, I didn't know what I was watching on one end of the spectrum, but when I watched it again and again and again and again, okay, I see it. This is actually one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I see this is one of the best movies I've ever seen as far as the creative side. And, and I got to a lot. I remember just standing like with my friend, like outside the movie theater, just talking about it for probably an hour. I probably haven't done that for a while. So with AVAT, I feel (laughs) like I can't wait for people to do the exact same thing with their music. With these songs that I mentioned, you know, it it had everything I feel like a heavy metal fan would want. And you guys have been compared to the likes of, you know, Killswitch and Trivium and Protest the Hero, just to name things off the bat. But at the same time, AVAT and you guys have really cemented your own sound and your identity and i really appreciate that especially the originalities that came from these sounds is there any sort of you know pressure for you roley for you when you sit down to write a whole new song again or even just new music in general like okay we did that now what do we do how much more creative can we get like as far as that like do you do you run into a wall sometimes like do you struggle with that
0: i don't find myself to have a wall per se for lack of a better um, term,
1: you know, you know, I think you get what I'm
0: saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. I um I definitely think uh the fountain is ever flowing. Um, am I always thinking about new new ways and new techniques? Absolutely. Hmm. Dude, I mean, how crazy would it be to mix, you know, like I don't know, like trap, you know, and, and, and bring that into the metal industry and just I mean, think about the possibilities of that, you know, like, I and mean, there's mm-hmm. just, there's too many things that are, that are possibilities. And I think there's so many possibilities that could be in a positive sense and in a negative sense as well, but it's up to us. It's up to me every time that I put that pen to paper, my voice to a record and just give it my all. Um, do I feel pressure? Absolutely. You know, uh, I have family that depends on me. I have the label that depends on me. I have my band that depends on me. Um, I mean, I kind of lump them all into my family, but um, they're just, you know, the people that, that that look to me and just like, where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. And I have to sit there and really think about things because I've been asked many questions about like, hey, you know, I get that you want to write this song about this, but wouldn't it make sense if you did it this way or that way? And, you know, I'll go back to the drawing board. I'll be like, okay, well, I get what you mean. Maybe I, I can make things a little more. A to B, so to speak. And, and, and not really divulge on, um, on metaphors. Hmm. Uh, and, and that's one of the things that I love to do. I love to write metaphorically. Uh, but I, I write metaphorically as if I were in my head and not everybody's in my head, so I don't want to be, I don't want people to have like a Frank Zappa experience with me.
1: That's probably a that's, a, that's a pretty good example. actually. I never heard that one before. I'm going to use that actually, so... but you know, it's, <laughs> it's interesting because you should be able to write the way you want to write and how you want to write it, you know, because you're talking about standing out from the crowd. You mentioned that, you know, indirectly you mentioned that, but stick to that. You know, I think you're doing a good job here, you know, not paying attention to what everyone else is doing you have your influences take your influences and dude go with the metaphors i feel like we could use metaphors these days like i i I mean talking about film you know there's metaphors everywhere i know i'm talking about that a lot but you get what i'm saying like as far as like getting the getting the message across i think it's very important and um i think metaphors are a really really neat segue when you're able to like deliver it to perfection and someone gets it oh my gosh okay I get what the song is saying. You know, you connect with that song, maybe not in the literal sense, if it was written in that form, but if in a metaphorical sense, Oh, okay. I get it. And even fits the atmosphere of the song. You get what I'm saying? Like the composition, I think really fit the Avats mold here. Um, Sorry. I'm like speaking, like I'm, I'm, I'm in the band, (laughs) but you you get what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's what like, you know, the dynamics of the band come into play and, you know, from release to release, it allows us to try different things. It allows us to try the mainstream It try, it allows us to try the tried and true, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and I love that aspect of what we are and what we have become, because that, I think that's such a monumental part of our, of our, I don't want to say success because I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to kind of jinx us, but, um, you know, for the small success that we've had, you know, I think people are kind of just kind of like getting that taste for us. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't don't necessarily want them to feel any specific way about it, but I want them to be comprehensible. You know? Yeah. I want them to take away uh, the feeling in the song and why I wrote it and and why they should be listening and maybe that it you know reminds them of this point in time in their life you know and and i I think that's my goal with everything is i just want them to be able to connect and so however i get there that's that's probably the goal the path yeah it is definitely the goal yeah definitely the goal uh, we can we can settle on that word I mean, I feel like I because of the responsibility I just we've been searching like for words we should just it. start
1: talking in metaphors now <laughs> <laughs> um uh, you know I, I actually love what you guys are doing here because you're actually releasing singles instead of like just a full-length album kind of just getting everyone like on their toes like okay okay they just they released this song what's next okay now what's next? Oh my gosh. Okay. You said uh, next year, right? Next year is not even that far away. It's like for just a yeah, couple, a you know, few months away that you didn't mention how singles were like easier to manage. And I think you're doing a good job with that. Now something I want to talk about that I, that I really loved is the production because Sound was just on point. Like I heard everything and I'm, I'm kind of an audiophile these days. I'm very picky on how I want my music to sound the way I want it to sound. I didn't have to mess with any EQ levels with these singles. Now, as far as production, mixing and mastering, did you guys do it yourself? Did you bring a, a team in for that? How was that all, you know, processed?
0: Well, we, again, I have to say, uh, we're just blessed at that level. <laughs> our, uh, our label has been able to provide us with a steady studio to be able to work out of. And so everything that you hear has been recorded out of one studio, out of, you know, a handful of mics. We try and and, and see what, what each mic is. And we, we try and get into that, that sense of the audio file level. We, we try and navigate different amps and and architectures and different drums kits and Different different venues whatsoever, but it's always at the same hands of our producer, uh, Mariano Ponte. And um, shout out to him. I mean, he's he's just he's phenomenal, man. I mean, we love working with him. I think he understands where we're coming from. He also has that kind of direction, so uh, that that we look for because we we tend to get lost in. I'm sorry. I'm getting some random call. <laughs> You're not but, the only one. Uh, this,
1: this has been happening a lot this week. I've had so many interviews. Like they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm getting a spam call." Yeah.
0: Uh, anyway. <laughs> so I mean, we we tend to get lost in the, um, you know, in, in the songs that we write. When you get that kind of like, "Oh, this is my baby," you know what I mean. I bring it mm-hmm. to the studio, and I don't want you to tear it apart. But you know, he comes in, and he just like he completely changes like. You know things like the um, (laughs) he'll change the structure of the song, uh, and he'll change the keys of the songs. He's like, you know, I think you you might sound better at this range, or you might do better at this, or you might it might be better if it was sped up, or this or that. And I think those things are you know uh, incremental to the success of the song. Yeah, Uh, and I love that those are brought in. Of course, we offer pushback because we want the the, uh, the original vision. Uh, and I think that we have found a happy medium on everyone. Uh, the only one I have to gripe with is, uh, Mirages. <laughs> I, I think, I think, um, uh, Mirages, uh, was an excellent track, um, to release, but I personally would love to hear in the future, another release of this and give it a little more of a uh kick of an experience okay. so to speak. Um, uh there there was a lot to say there and I think that we left a lot out of it.
1: Um you know uh, I'm thinking about everything that you're telling me and uh by the way I don't want to keep you for too long. I feel like your jersey's getting brighter and brighter as the sun's moon across. I don't want to make you <laughs> suffer in the car. Uh, but I I do have a, just a couple more topics there because it, um you know you know, uh, between writing and, you know, structuring the songs like you talked about and the production process, like we just touched on, something that I want to dive into is like the lyricism within Avat's songs, right? You know, take Mirage, since you were mentioning that, and that song is about dealing with that urge that everyone gets to look elsewhere, especially when searching for a spiritual connection. Again, especially at a time like today, I feel like it really resonates. Is there something tangible like a theme to your songs and if that's true why and how are themes or concepts important to you and to what level do you like to have something like this for your music is that more about helping you write or sound is that more for the audience because a lot of artists don't really care about themes really you know they kind of just do 10 songs in the studio and that's it but i feel like with avat see that's another dimension in your music and songwriting is the theme like talking about the subject matter
0: yeah I think the subject matter plays a huge importance in the way that we write. Um, For me, it comes at two facets. You know, it's either the way that I'm feeling uh, and how I want to write a hook. Specifically, uh, we've gone that route where I write a bunch of lyrics and I'm trying to come up with a hook and then we kind of go back and start to fill the, the guitar around that. Or we might have those instances where the band has already played something and I have to kind of like make sense of where their heads were at right so I, I take things and then and then i'm I'm kind of like envisioning the song as it kind of takes place so i'm like i'm like okay well this part is a little devious. so maybe i i might speak about this or that um it, it is super important to us to have that kind of thematic um presence uh and just be able to to kind of get that across because I don't want to write songs that are mind numbing. Um, Although it is fun to kind of like sing along to those happy go lucky songs, but you know, uh, I, I don't think that that's us. Um, I want to have that element, but I also want to have the substance behind it. And for us, I think it's, it's just instrumental to, to us as a band, to be able to kind of like have that theme work on uh, whatever I'm thinking where the guitars are, I mean, everybody writes guitar in the band. That's the great thing about yeah. it. So, like, <laughs> literally everybody in the in the band writes guitar. So that's <laughs> so cool. And uh, uh, it's always great to hear the different, um, I guess, backgrounds of their yeah. musical styles, um, and just see things come to fruition. So, like, you know, I think there's uh, there's a lot uh, to say. I don't wanna say that there's just necessarily one subject. We have touched a lot of relationships, but I also based it on uh, an experience. And and in this case, it wasn't a personal experience, but we were trying to get um, kind of like a story going, a storyline at one point. And then we just continued writing toward that storyline. And we hope to one day release a concept album based off of this idea. Mm, Um, Okay. But it has to deal a lot in the nature, uh, you know, just kind of being mature in yourself and realizing the responsibilities that you have in your life. And it could be in any different kind of situation, I think. Yeah. um, Which is important. And then also, it also speaks to men at a certain uh, level in having that responsibility of, of of having the strength and the power that that comes and then also being able to recognize you know your position or whatnot. And I don't want to put anything you know against the, the female or and be biased against that. No, but yeah, yeah. Just in this this specific instance was more of like uh, like an old 1940s kind of uh, kind of feel and that kind of mentality and mindset. Uh, where you know a lot of uh, individuals were going to war and kind of having that kind of like sense of loss uh, not only in 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 like the physical sense but also the emotional sense because there's a lot of just you know of of death there was a lot of you know marriages that were broken uh psyches that were broken uh and, and just ta- talking about different facets of that and I tried to peer into um, different um, ideologies of, of how soldiers would have felt in that era and how different people would have felt around that era. Maybe not necessarily in the military, but um, I think a lot of what we speak about today and in, in the songs that we have can kind of have that um, mm-hmm. idea. Uh, in a loose sense, but we've made it a little more. Uh, we've made it broader, definitely, as we've, as we've uh, evolved each song uh, into the release. Uh, but it's it's definitely been fun to think about those things and and kind of have that sense of um, creativity behind uh, each of the releases.
1: Yeah, um, really. Let me know how we're doing on time because um, something that also is a big part of who you are. Uh, I want to mention this also because, you know, it, it's, it's, I, I feel like it's important to you for a lot of the fans and followers out there who are listening, you know, your upbringing, you know, your parents, you know, you they immigrated to the U S from Cuba in yeah. 1979, if I'm correct, you know, and you, yeah. you mentioned how you were born in New Orleans, moved to South Florida and here you guys are making a name for yourself. Uh, you know, is it important to you to, you know, to set an example or even be an example for others out there who come from where you come from? Has that ever crossed your mind?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Wow.
1: (laughs) Um, Putting on the spot here, man. This entire
0: interview, I've been putting on the spot. (laughs) Absolutely. I think this will be the last thing I touch base on. Um, Although, I I would honestly, if I had the time, I would stay here. (laughs) But no, yeah, that's Um, fine. Definitely on the whole family thing. Um, I think now you know, now I can see the struggles that my parents went through, um, especially with what's going on in Cuba. You know, I think it puts it in perspective for a lot of people out there that may not know, but I've seen it firsthand. So like getting to visit Cuba several times and just, you know, living in poverty in certain situations here and there, not that my, my parents were, um, weren't able to provide for me, but we definitely suffered some hardship, you know, here and there through the divorce and all that kind of stuff. You know, me and my brother growing up, we just kind of like held tight. And uh, and uh not only that, but growing up in different environments, too, from, you know, NOLA to all the way to Little Havana. And then, you know, uh it, it, it's kind of tough because you go into one environment as a kid. It really isn't, like, there's no Hispanic heritage. And then you're getting thrust into a fully immersible Hispanic heritage uh, community. And I had no idea what was going on when I got here at nine years old. So I'm like, you know, I'm I'm seeing a lot of things and a lot of culture uh, that I didn't necessarily have the privilege of understanding at that time. I mean, I was young, uh, definitely. But, um, you know, just seeing all the hardship and I'm still learning a lot of things that my parents did, you know, as I was young, uh, just to keep things going. And, you know, I have so much respect for my family. Um, my mother and my father have done everything in their power to make sure that we were fed, we were clothed, bathed, sheltered, and, you know, and then we've also had families step in to help us out. You know what I mean? It's so important. And I think, like, especially in the Hispanic culture, there, that sense of community is ever present because, you know, I've I've grown to have, like, you know, friends of the family, with pe- ladies that my mom worked with be called Tia, you know what I mean? And, and they were my aunts and my uncles and all this kind of stuff. And I grew up with family friends that I would call my cousins and that and you have there's a reason for that, you mm. know. Um, I think about all the hardship that my father and my mother went through and and just even the way that they even got to the us and and then had to deal with this entire you know mess of of just continuing to uphold the family. And then be forced to give into a regime that they escaped away from, you know, just to be able to help family. We're forced to literally help that regime. Yeah. So, and, and there's no way around it. You know, they tax everything. So they always take their share. And then there's the individual that you have to worry about. They might want to take part of what you got. If you send something precious, they might want to say, oh, well, maybe I won't let you that. That through, if you don't give me another hundred dollars, you know what I mean, because everything's a game. So when when I started to understand those kind of scenarios and, and things, just like I had a much more appreciation and understanding for what was going on. And um as much as I appreciate my mother and father, I worry that much more for my family that still ha- has that foothold over there in Cuba. You know, yeah. so like. I mean, they have been monumental to me be, you know becoming the artist that I am today talking about certain subjects and whatnot. Um, and i'm I'm sure if you're pulling up you know the notes of like you know seventy nine stuff like that, I'm sure you've done your homework that you know hey it, I used is, to listen to my dad's records and yeah
1: so <laughs> I, I was born in, in Bangladesh so you know and people don't know that I'm, I'm I come from a third world country and you know I feel like we both resonate as far as that is concerned and you know and my my parents worked hard to get me where I'm at today I'm trying to live up to that so I, I feel like that's important to you I, feel, I that's why I wanted to ask that because I really relate yeah. to someone like you um are we're, we're clocking in an hour here so I'll uh thanks <laughs> for being so great Thanks for being such yeah, a no great problem. sport and sitting in your car <laughs> doing the conversation with me. I feel like we, we really connected here. I can't wait till they do this again, you know, in person. Hopefully, we'll talk, get a chance to talk about it. All we're missing yeah. is just a beer, and that's it. You know, we just that's all we're missing. Just <laughs> That'd be great. to talk this over with. We'll talk about how we did an interview during a pandemic. Once you guys come to this, <laughs> come here in Texas. Can't wait for that. But do you have any just last words, just any shout-outs, anything like the plug-in as far as AVAT before? We've finished this off here. I don't know if you have a new music video. I know Turing's kind of coming back. I don't know.
0: Floor is yours. We're working on the next music video. Um, and um, that should be coming out before the end of the year. So that'll be really exciting. Um, you know, uh, We have Mirage's out right now. We have several releases that are out right now that just need the attention of our fans. Uh, if you haven't followed us yet, make sure you're following us on Instagram uh, at A uh, we're also at AVEC Band and some other places like you know Twitter and whatnot. Uh, just make sure to follow us. We'll have content here and there. And as we come closer to releases, we're we're trying to take this full circle. So, you know, as <laughs> the moment that we're able to let go of our day jobs, you got we're coming at you guys full, you know, head of steam and and, and that's gonna be amazing. So uh, Sonny, I, I want to give a shout out to my family. Thank you so much for being there for me. Thank you to the label apocalypse records and all the, uh, all the family there. Um, uh, my band, I could not thank you enough. Uh, and today being my birthday, thank you to everyone who has wished me a happy birthday. Today's your birthday. So, uh, what the <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday,
1: rolling That's like the <laughs>
0: thank you.
1: <laughs> happy you see, birthday, uh, man. I wish I would have started the episode off with that. I didn't know that. Oh my. I had so <laughs> many you, birthdays. Like you. I had a lot of birthdays yesterday and birthdays today. And you're just uh, another one to add on to that list, dude.
0: Happy birthday, thank man. You. Go enjoy thank the day, so man. Much. Thank you, man. I I will definitely will. I have plans later today, but uh, um, you know, that was, that uh, was a funny little bomb you just
1: threw it through in <laughs>
0: <laughs> love any, it you know any fans that want to hook uh you know hook up and connect online uh I'm at roly d and uh you guys can listen to us on spotify uh itunes and deezer for those international folks so thank you so much for all the support uh that you guys have given us so far we are excited for here and uh looking forward to the future
1: and just to piggyback off of you uh, hey let's connect on the socials after this interview is over i mean i can't wait till uh, we put this out there now. Having said that, everyone who's listening, this is going to be on every major podcast stream out there. Uh, check us out on interviewunderfire.com and do us a favor, do me a favor. Uh, stay connected with Avat. Listen to Mirages, and they have a lot more exciting stuff coming forward. I mean, you just said it yourself, but um Rolly, stay safe out there in Florida, man. Uh, have a great birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday again. I feel like I've just said that throughout the entire interview, but um thank you, bro. Have a good one out there, and then I will talk to you next time, buddy. Thanks, honey. You take care. All right, man. See you next time.
0: So many ghosts on my past, teeth away from inside. Finally fighting what's left of this feeling to get alive. The moment's burning away. All I feel is what's left of decay. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.